Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnuttings with you on a Wednesday. It's me, Laz, here. Just before we start this episode, I just want to give a trigger warning um, because this episode does cover topics like domestic abuse and just give you full permission that if you need to turn this episode off, please do so. Um, Kate and I are not trained um, therapists or um, Med- in any medical capacity so um we're just having a discussion and this content might be triggering so if you need to turn it off please do hello walnut welcome to another episode of walnut wednesday it is me laz here with Miss Kate again for episode 80. Yeah. Hey, I'm back. Oh, yeah. I can't believe we're up to episode 80. Feeling quicker every time. Like the gap between feels quicker every time for yeah. sure. I love it. Yeah, it does go really, really quick. And then I get really excited. And then I also had this like brain fart last night because I was like, oh my gosh it's so high up the to the nearly a hundred mark like it's climbing up so well done to us for committing to every 10 but also a little side well done to me for doing this every single week every week you don't go do you know what sorry I missed last Wednesday no you without fail every Wednesday for the last 80 Wednesdays that's a bloody long time wow. and I was thinking yeah. that too I was like oh 100 oh what are we gonna have to do for that like should yeah. we just I'll do it naked no yeah well we'll do we'll do something we could yeah okay. look we're open to suggestions walnut so if you think of anything yeah. for episode 100 give us a yell because let's do something fun <laughs> it could be cool if we if you like get some questions collated in Mm. and we run through them or maybe something live I don't know I'm not very technical even though I'm a film producer and I should be but um something live could be fun yeah I'm thinking you're like the technical one of the two of us but okay (laughs) yeah that sounds good we'll figure something out so walnut (laughs) invitation to you for episode 100 that I think I feel like it's gonna come around so much quicker than I thought so um questions to you send them through to Kate and I any ideas for episode 100 we want to hear from you so let us know let's dig in to episode 80 and if you were in my group the walnut tree um I did a live video recently where um I had just finished doing a healing circle which was all about the sisterhood wound and people call it like the witch wound as well um and it's all about um like not necessarily uh conditioning and and stuff like that but like ancestral wounding of the feminine um and yeah came back date for for a little while and I thought that Kate would be the perfect person to talk about this stuff with because Kate you've got um some very worldly views and I feel like when you speak things 
you helped me understand. So I feel like you could help the walnuts understand too. So I don't know. I just thought it was a great topic of discussion. And you mentioned in the comments, Kate, that um, you'd be keen to have a chat about this. So I don't know. First initial thoughts. So my initial thought, I mean, I know there'll be so much more to this, but my big thing that I noticed you say, which you've mentioned a couple of times, which I want to get your like, I don't know, perspective on is that you tend to hate female characters in films and TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a big, um, I mean, I've only told this to, well, not, I've only told this to Kate before, really, in in an actual conversating kind of sense. But after that class, um, the, the host kind of talked about this a little bit more about this weird, like feuding and hatreds between women. And I, really triggered myself out just from being myself because literally every single it's I can't even really think of what one that I've liked recently every single female protagonist I have either despised been annoyed by or just found at least one thing that royally pisses me off about her um and I don't know where that comes from. And I, I put it in the group and someone actually posted that they agreed. Um, and she said that I either fully girl crush and like want to be them, like a little escapism-y kind, which, yep, totally, totally get that. Or I fully hate them. It's kind of like Nicole Kidman <laughs> you, or Adam Sandler. You love them or you hate them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting thing because, I mean, and it could go deep in so many ways. One thing that's kind of funny is both of us did women in film at university. And uh, and I think, you know, without going to technical and or, you know, industry level on it all is one really, really big thing is women characters in films were written by men. Mm-hmm. So they were written like, how annoying is the character in Indiana Jones Temple of Doom who's literally there to be blonde and to scream and to be annoying right ironically she actually married the director I think but anyway like it's like they weren't they weren't written by women so they are annoying because you think because actually what you're seeing is almost an offensive cookie cutout of what women are viewed as and you're going fuck no I'm not that that's actually offensive and annoying yeah oh my god walnut if you're listening not watching this i've got like my hands on my head my mouth is like on the floor and my eyes are big and wide that i didn't think of it that way and i mean it's a similar thing with you know any kind of minority like you know uh characters that were written into shows to have a gay person on the show because that was in vogue there's no, there's no people from the LGBTQ, you know, in the writer's room likely, or the executive suite, very likely. It's probably white men going, well, this will be good for our ratings, similar with people of color as well. And, and women's a really big part of that. They're usually, um, you know, like another really strong one I remember is Breaking Bad, which is literally about a really nice science teacher becoming a criminal and everyone hated his wife. How wild is that? That everyone <gasps> hates the wife. And it's like, but we can forgive, you know, Sons of Anarchy. Most people hate the the girlfriend in that rather than the guy who's, you know, I mean, he's sexy as fuck, but we forgive all his sins. Um, there was a recent show I was watching where I saw these reviews of an episode saying, this girl's gone too far because she disrespected this person. And when I watched the episode, 
yeah, the key character is the best male character. Like I love him, but like he did something wrong and this person, this woman lashed out on him about it. And it was like, oh, but you're not allowed to because he's untouchable. And it was just like, I started seeing all these things and being like, why are we so harsh on these women? Um, so so that's, one, that's one thing I think when you dislike a character, um, ask yourself why, is it the writing? Is it what they're saying? You know what I mean? Like I, um, there's a film that was unwatchable for me. It was called, I think, What Men Want. And it's a remake oh. of the Mel Gibson film, What Women Want. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a black woman as the principal character. Great. Clearly, and I looked this up partway through, clearly written and directed by a white man because it was unbelievably offensive before it even got to like the whole she can read men's minds. And I just thought, I can't, I can't keep watching this film because it's going to just get more sexist and racist by the minute. And it was unwatchable. And I was like, this is the this is a thing, like with all this, you know, backing up women or back you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, and I'm going more into the film industry because it's where my interest lies, but it's like, do it for the right reasons. Don't have these white guys, like let's be honest, white straight guys who are, you know, studio execs going, well, we need something like this. The what I would say, which is kind of for me really, really cool, is and you, I'm sure you have, is start watching things made by women. Mm. You know, Fleabag, which is incredible. Love, love Yeah, Fleabag. exactly. Excellent. And, and you know why? She's incredibly flawed, but relatable because it's written by a woman. Killing yeah. Eve, incredible. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there's a few things um, that, that have come out, um, you know, I May Destroy You, all these things that have come out that are, coming from the perspectives of the people we're seeing on the screen, not coming from the same shoddy, you know, God bless them, but like, would it kill Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino to make some cool female characters? Like, you know, Kill Bill, great, but like, you know, that's about it. And, and you know, it's like, you're just not gonna get that content there. So I think that's a really big one. And, uh, and so it does make sense that you don't like characters like that because they, they're offensive to you. That's like, that's, there's a thing that where you want to separate yourself from it. You go, that's not me. And now I hate that, but you're hating the wrong, you're hate, you're hating the woman on screen rather than the, you know, Behind idiot the that wrote the script. Mm, you know? I love so, this has given me such a, um, a different perspective on it. And it also kind of does relate to like the, the woo woo witchy side that I want. I don't, I mean, I haven't done my full, um, you know, extensive research on it, but I do know that a lot of people do talk about this, like, yeah, the sisterhood and, and this witch wound because it's the patriarchy, man. It just kind of came on in and made us all just like, like how I said in, in the Facebook live, even bef like we all are probably familiar with the Salem witch trials, but it actually went on with in Europe a lot earlier than that. Mm. Um, and it started when the church kind of came in, white men, um, and just started picking on a minority. It probably went on not just not just women, but um, 
and we were put into this I say we as women were put into this place where we couldn't trust each other because everyone was snitching each other out everyone was saying oh I don't like her and she's weird so let's point the finger on her so no one's looking at us and it was this like um survival mentality between between women and actually some men even some men um that got got um you know Hey, there's always the odd man that got killed or got you know marginalized that <laughs> you can always throw a couple in there but yeah you're right the majority were women and um and yes yeah, so so is that what you kind of like because obviously I wasn't on that talk is that something that seems like a wound or a trauma that's sort of been passed down to be distrustful to this day of other women because I mean like all girls who went to school like we're really rough on each other and it's mm. like something that doesn't have to be taught it's just like ingrained yeah so it makes you think well where did that come from is that kind of what what you learned about yeah a little bit a little bit of um how how just old time things like that it just made me realize how old things seep into the now and we don't actually know why so yeah. for example that um this, like I, I still feel bad about it now I think we've actually discussed this before but there was a girl at my school when I was very very young and I was so mean to her because she was weird and mm. define weird why was she weird I don't know she had an accent and a mullet because I didn't have one at my you know and I was it me? didn't it I didn't like have me. this idea that I'm <laughs> no I didn't have this idea like oh I'm gonna wake up and be mean to this girl but it was this group thing like point at her so that it's not me and it's yeah. this and that like you know what I mean it just kind of made me think of holy holy shit it filters into now by just what I don't even know how that gets passed I think that happens as well like it's hard to necessarily say that's just a female thing anyway because I definitely think school is like I don't know how you even fix that problem, but school is rough because mm. no one wants to be the bottom of the ladder or the bottom of the heap. So if there's a smelly kid you can point your finger at, you're going to, because it means everyone, like you said, everyone's looking at them. Um, and I mean, I don't think I'm any saint because I know I probably did the same, but I also know I often wasn't the bottom of the heap, um, but I definitely got pointed out a lot for my accent and things like that. And and um, that's probably why I still talk weird anyway, because I was like, you know, built up a thick skin of it and I didn't actually try to fit in as much. But I do know that like, it's one of those things that a lot of people, well, you would think a lot of people when they become adults, um, regret. And what I guess I've realized, and I think this is where it does come more into women, is they don't, they don't even know to regret it because they're still living life like that. Mm. like it will become the mummy mafia you know what I mean and it's like you know there'll be the people with all the cool prams and and strollers and you know burping bibs or whatever and there's some mum at the play group that they're all like oh what she's still breastfeeding or she's not breastfeeding or what you know what I mean like and uh, and so there's something like pack mentality about making sure there's always a runt to pick on or or something and it it just feels yeah very it's very animalistic, but then it's also very calculated at the same time. So mm -hmm. I couldn't unpack that. I guess all I could say would be like, I'm so glad I clocked into it at a fairly young age and was like, 
I don't really know what to do about it. I was still too immature and too young to do much about it other than just feel crap. But as an adult now, I'm like, oh man, at least I don't think I bullied anyone. Yeah. You know, and, and I definitely feel like with women and maybe that's why I've been more receptive to this sort of movement of feminism and, and equality and things because I've never really seen women as the enemy or the competitor. I've been very much of the case of when one of us wins, we all win. And, and I think that came from maybe not being, um, being a bit of an outsider younger, you know? Um, but I think anyone can, and it's, what's great is having conversations about it. Yeah. I, I like that. And it's just making me, uh, I don't know. I feel like this actually can segue into a whole different conversation all about like like bullying and stuff because I've been on both ends of that like I was mean to this girl I still feel bad about it to this day but then also I've been like pushed over by these two older girls on the swimming day and calling me all sorts of names and I was like kept being pushed underwater and I was like why picking up what did I do they were girls funnily enough but um yeah it's a whole different story but I, I feel like I want to keep this more on the topic of feminism feminism and, yeah. and women because I do really like your view of it like you said um you have this different way of looking at things and something that you've talked to me a little bit about um is is that I don't know you speak about creating an awareness and educating people and having these kinds of conversations in such a um constructive way rather than like a eh kind of way and something that's been going on in um my local city in wellington and your local oh former local um is there's been a lot of the it's not safe to walk through down the dark alleyways um in wellington Mm -hmm. at the moment it's never it's always been there right and it's just come up because I think the whole feminism rising is, is is happening and people are actually speaking women are speaking a little bit more and it's actually making the dudes a little bit uncomfortable so I'd love to talk about this a little bit more because even people like my dad and my Geordie who are not assholes uh, oh Geordie borderline (laughs) no 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 but they're going oh shit didn't know that and it's like are you kidding and I actually use an example Kate that you we you and I have talked about in the car on one of our road trips um Mm. my dad said something like I didn't oh how can it be that bad as he talked about something about a woman walking down the street and if a man is behind her and I said and I took your example and maybe you could um talk about this a little bit more but I said I gave an example when I was in the lift recently at work Mm. and um I was in like the you know the front bit of the elevator and all these people were behind, they all got out, there was a man behind me, and literally, survival instinct you could call, but I had heckles, because he didn't move to the other side, he was still behind me, and we were both in this, in this lift, and I, so I explained that to my dad, like, as a woman, um, those feelings are planted in there and I feel like you know ancestral wounds witch wound as well I feel like they do come from a, a time where it has filtered filtered through and you know bad things do happen but I don't know let I feel like I want to talk more about the it's not all men but you know yeah. 
let's go. Th- this is how I, how, I, how I kind of try to approach it, which is, uh, there's a couple of things. One, which is a bit silly, but you can say to a guy, it's like, imagine you're given a box of chocolates, but one of those chocolates, and you don't know which one, you can't sniff it out, you, can't, you just have to put it in your mouth. One of them shit. One of them is not chocolate, it's a bowl of shit. You've got to be really fucking cautious every chocolate you put in your mouth, right? Really cautious because it only takes one mouthful of shit for that to be ruined. And I'm not saying, and that's the point. It's like one in like a thousand chocolates, right? You're still going to be wary. And that's the point is that no, it's not all men, but we don't know which one of you it is because in in the UK recently, unfortunately, uh, a girl about our age was walking home at 9 p.m., you know, not super late in a lit area, and a policeman stopped her. And then the, her remains were found a few days later, you know? And, and that's been a big thing that's happened here recently where she, she went missing. And, and also, you know, she's a, a pretty kind of blonde white girl as well, 30s. So, I mean, she got a lot of publicity, but I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other women that have gone missing that don't get as much as well. But it was like, what could she possibly, you know, the thing is usually, yeah, the the don't walk down the alleys, walk in twos. You know, the last message she had on her phone was her friend saying, let me know when you're home, right? And that was the thing, you know, text me when you're home was was Mm. trending because women do that. Mm. Women do that all the time, text me when you're home. And we don't even necessarily think in case she'd get murdered. We don't even think about that. But like, it's something that's ingrained as um, protection. You know, it's, mm. us, it's, it's what we need to do. And when men go, I didn't realize it was that bad. You know, I think that what it's saying, it's like going, well, you need to start like the pendulum swing of this, which is men being afraid, you know, it's like men have never been afraid. Women have been constantly afraid. And now men are really uncomfortable because they're afraid. They're like, well, what if someone misreads my actions? What if this, what if that? And it's like, so you're worried that someone might think you're a bad guy. What women have been afraid of is actual bad guys. You know what I mean? Like you're not afraid because that person's going to hurt you or murder you or rape you. You're scared that they might think you'll murder them or hurt them or rape them. It's like, you realize the, if you want to talk about equality, it's like your fears are pretty low down on the list. And it's like, and if you're, and if you're concerned about someone feeling like that about you, then go out of your way to make sure you don't seem threatening. If you're walking closely behind someone at night and you realize, and it's a woman cross the road, slow down, make a call. Those are things that like, it seems ridiculous to men, but it's like, but if it makes someone feel a lot better, how hard is that to do? If that's your inconvenience to be like, oh, I had to slow down or I had to cross the road. So a woman didn't think I would, might, you know, be a threat to them. What a pain in the ass. You, you know, I, it, when you put in that perspective, it's like not a huge hindrance really, is it? You know, not like the woman thinking, do I get my keys out and hold them between my knuckles? Do I make a call? Do I get the emergency number lined up? You know, like the the worst that can happen to the guy, you know, uh, without extenuating circumstances, always terrible things can happen to men as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the most part, men are not walking on the street afraid of women. If they are walking on the street afraid, it's usually of other men which just proves the point even more. So I think the conversation is usually going like, 
like I had an interesting one a couple of years ago with a guy that said, oh, I'm really worried at work now because I like to hug people and I get really worried that I'm going to hug someone and they're going to not be happy and I'm going to get a complaint and I might get fired. And I went, can I just reframe what your fear is or what you're telling me? Because what it sounds like to me is now that you've never had to think about how another person felt about you hugging them and now you do. Isn't that a good thing that you've now realized, oh, I should consider someone else before I physically embrace them in a workplace? You know, it, it sounds silly, but it's like, well, you know, if the woman's hugging you back because she's afraid if she goes, no, no, thanks, she's going to get a hard time about it or possibly lose her job because she's no fun, which has happened, especially if there's different hierarchies at work. Uh, and now you're just starting to join the party, essentially, of being like, ooh, maybe I'll get in trouble because I hug someone I shouldn't. That's really not a bad thing. That's actually progress. It's just you're so, you know, you've been in a privileged position to not have to think about it. Thinking about whether someone is comfortable with you touching them is, is should have been the norm. And he took it and he was like, I, I'd never thought about it that way. And I think it was great. It, he asked the question too, credit. You know, he went, this is a fear. Like, you know, what do I do about that? And I went, you don't hug someone unless you're sure. You know, you just don't, then you don't do it. Is that all right with you? And he was like, well, I guess so. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's, and, and I think that's the thing is like, Jordy, your dad, my dad, my friends, my male friends, they don't have to be the ones attacking women or being uh, emotionally abusive or even just being, you know, the creep at the bar. But without having their eyes open, they can't also be our ally in the sense of calling those men out, you know? And I think that's what the thing is, it's going like, I think sometimes men think, oh, well, I'm not one of them. And they put their hands up and they get really defensive. And it's like, well, first of all, no one said you were, but second, you've got to, all you need to do is recognize there are guys like that and they could be your mates and they could be some stranger on the train or they could be someone at a bar and you just need to open your eyes and make sure that, you know, you, you speak up as well because it's not fair that it's all on us to, to change people's minds. Um, and like with all movements, you know, black slavery did not end just because black people rose up. They needed white allies. It is the exact same for women, not as bad, we're not enslaved anymore, we can vote and things like that. But like, you know, it's not just women that need to like be marching on the streets and that kind of thing. Like men, it's not good enough to say, well, I'm not one of them, you know? Men need to kind of be marching with us on our side. Yeah, and the I'm not one of them, it kind of also like, I can empathize with this because it reminds me of the the women that I hate in the movies. Because I'm like, well, I'm not you. I'm not that rape man. I'm not that creepy guy in the alleyway that's attacking women. I'm not that crying, stupid, squ squealy girl on the TV shows that's irritating Lara. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, it kind of relates. I can it, it, it's interesting, though, because it's like, I, there's a fine line between being like, I'm not the one and being able to enable your friends to be it though. You know, like- That's um, a whole nother, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah so I mean- well, Isn't it? It's that, oh, he always does that. 
Oh, they. Oh, it's oh he's just. Him. Oh, he's just really protective of his girlfriend. You know, and it's like you've called. He's called her six times because she's out with the girls to check where she is. You know, like when are you gonna sit that guy down and and say, mate, what are you doing? And like reading the science, like women. Oh, women are good at knowing when other women are in bad relationships, you know, and mm-hmm. or in in bad situations. Whereas that's the thing is I don't I don't buy it. I think there's a willful blindness and there is a shrug of the shoulders because it's hard to confront your friends. Men aren't traditionally the ones to sit down and have the chat about things, whereas girls are, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, and and that's just one part. I think that's where the whole fear that comes from men even though, you know, I do sympathize. I think change is scary and suddenly feeling like you could get canceled or fired or in trouble about things that three years ago were fine would jar you. But when, but what you need to, I think the challenge is being like, you know, why, why is that happening? In a pen, you know, when, when things change, it's not going to just suddenly go, oh, we fixed it. It's gonna go really far the other side, which is kind of cancel culture, which I'm not a fan of, but it is kind of cancel culture. It is calling people out, it is being hypersensitive because we're overcorrecting something that's been in place for a really, really long time. And, uh, and it will take a while to find the balance. And, and I am a little bit, you know, tough on the side of being like, you know, get over it. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's brutal, but it's like have the chat and that kind of thing. If they have the chat, I'm happy with it. But the men that are complaining and and saying not all men and you know thinking that they're you know all straight white men are now getting no respect and they're you know evil and all this stuff and being all victimy about it. It's like no, sorry, no miniature violins allowed in here, you know. <laughs> Um, but if you want to have a chat with me, I'd be more than happy to have a chat with you. But if you're just saying, well, I didn't do it. So what is everyone crying about? It's like, well, other people are, (laughs) they are, it's just like, you know, women don't tend to murder men randomly on the street or kill their partners nearly as often as men do. And it's like, we all know what happens. We've just kind of accepted it as like, yeah well I don't do it (laughs) it's like it's not cool yeah Uh, funnily enough this is so funny but last night and this was it's been on my watch list to rewatch for a little while but I watched it again last night so this is really funny that I didn't it wasn't even intentional but I just rewatched enough with (laughs) J-Lo and I mean I love J-Lo I mean there's problems with that film but I don't know why but I love that film it's it's a goodie it's a real goodie and I think it's quite timeless but also I remember it being so much more brutal and I find that an interesting fact in itself because the the way that he actually just smacks her in the nose I Mm. remember it hitting me a lot harder when I first watched it being like whoa and this is so violent but I watched it back now I'm like this ain't shit like it is it is it's a heavy movie and, and it's got but a lot of really strong messages and stuff but um yeah I remember last night being like oh I remember it being a lot more aggressive well it's just it's just interesting I guess because it's the desensitizing as well but mm. like 
I think about that and I don't know, me and my sister are the same. We, we really, we watched enough a few times. We watched Sleeping with the Enemy, which is the Julia Roberts one where she like fakes her own death to go away from an abusive husband. Oh my God, a, I forgot about that one. Yeah, there's, there's a lot and it's, and it's not a very well done, but like the end of it's really shocking. But like, what's interesting is that's almost a whole genre. That's almost a genre of women getting away. And I'm like, I, I've got to ask the question, can you think of a film where a man's trying to get away from an abusive woman? Crickets. Who would make that? Crickets <laughs> <Huh>? and hay bales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, and and you know what? I thought of another funny thing because I've I got to say, I think it's funny. It holds up. I love The Hangover, right? The first one anyway. And then I watched it recently and I still had a great time and I thought, as if they could make a film with women going to Vegas, getting roofied, and it'd be a comedy. You know what I mean? Only men could decide, let's make a whole, like, groundbreaking comedy film about getting accidentally roofied. And I just thought, like, there, there's such a vast difference. There's just a huge difference between that freedom and that safety and that privilege, you know? Um, and, and the thing they do in those films, like enough as well, is you like the guy at the start, he's always charming. And that's the point, you know, like, um, and that's, that's why the first time you watched it was probably more shocking because you actually do like the guy. So you're along, you're identifying with the woman because you are like gobsmacked that this guy just smacked her because he finally got her, you know, he, she became the wife and then she had the baby and things like that. There's a lot of, a lot of like, I can think of so many films like that, or, you know, those ones where um, the possessive ex or something comes back. There's a few ones with that, with, with men, like Fatal Attraction and things like that, where they sleep with a woman and she becomes obsessed with him. Mm. Um, and it's like, well, he did just cheat on his wife with this woman. So there's that but well, you know don't blame him for but that. like the crazy woman but, <laughs> yeah but what's so interesting is that with that escalation it's always like she's crazy whereas the other ones like enough for sleeping with the enemy it's like they're not crazy you know like one of the films i saw safe haven i think the woman left the husband who was in the police and stuff and like it's actually fairly well known in in places like america i think that uh a lot of police officers are domestic abusers as well i mean God, I'm getting in trouble saying things like that. But there are stats for that kind of thing. And there was a um, film about um, that that talked about stats like that and how they get swept under the rug. But um, yeah, it's just, I, I guess, I mean, it's gone off on a tangent, but it's just interesting that it's not only the norm in reality, it actually makes for good content. Like another one, which I'm part of as well, is this whole netflix obsession with crime documentaries which are almost always murdered women almost always and how a lot of women are fascinated by it and i sometimes wonder if it's just to see like will they get the guy or what would i have done different like i wonder what people or just being like we need to be telling these stories because like why are these so common you know what I mean like I can't quite pinpoint why there's such a huge fascination with them um because it's kind of morbid you know but like it's almost always a man who's murdered a woman almost always yeah I I actually just need to quickly I'm getting this really weird feeling in my stomach so Walnut if you're listening or watching this I just want to say that if you feel 
um, triggered or are feeling any feelings about this episode, there are lot. I'm not going to list them. I'm not going to quote them. I actually don't know them all, but there are like resources for things um, on domestic violence and all this kind of stuff. I just felt like I needed to say that. So if you're listening to this and feeling a feeling, please move and, and take an action if you need to. I don't know why I'm feeling so oh, it makes me want to cry almost. Um, there Great is, point. There's such a wheel. Um, I learned this at work of where, of of the subtle signs of manipulation and how manipulation that can actually turn into abuse. And I don't want to make this episode about that, but I just feel really, really, it's important to say, well, no, if you hear this and you're feeling feelings, please move on the feelings if you need to. Love you lots. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. And- no, but I think that brings up a really good point, kind of going back to maybe the sisterhood wound, which would be a nice way to cycle back, but also that a lot of women who go through things like that uh, don't talk to their friends or, or family or things because a lot of the rhetoric with other women is, well, that would, I could never let that happen. I'm not stupid enough to end up in something like that. And it's like, that makes the people who are, who are intelligent, worthy, brilliant women as well who are being psychologically and physically broken down feel like they can't reach out as well and I think that's another way where women can let down other women with that judgmental thing um I actually just had a chat with my hairdresser which was funny she was saying she went you know she'd been in a a similar situation she can recognize a lot and she said and a lot of women don't speak up because they feel like they'll be judged for somehow. And again, that's, that's the issue, isn't it? It's like the woman, it's like, even being the victim makes you the the person that was weak or the person who was silly or whatever. And, um, and like, so uh, to echo yours, if anyone is feeling, you know, feelings about this is like, you're not silly and you're not weak. And there are places to reach out to if you don't have people you can talk to. And, uh, and I do think to people who aren't in that situation, like women, I think that's the other thing is apart from, you know, calling out men for all this stuff and, and, or, you know, systems for the way things are, women really let down each other. Like we're just as much as the part of the work that needs to get done. And, uh, and sometimes all it takes is challenging your thoughts. And I just wanted to bring back, like, without going into detail in our conversation but you referenced it in your live like your your chat on the walnut tree and you'd said something which I found a surprising take and it was kind of a throwaway comment and all I did which I do encourage people to do is I just went why yeah and I wasn't angry I wasn't like you know argumentative I just was like that's such a curious comment I wonder where that came from and often people don't even know unless they're asked anyway. And um, so I, I think sometimes it's not about, cause I, I'm kind of feeling a bit preachy anyway, but like by all means, like myself, sometimes I have to be like, whoa, why did I just feel like that about someone I don't even know? You know, and challenging yourself, like what, where did that come from? Why did I jump to that conclusion? Um, because th- there is that thing of, you know, men, if you think about them, they're not all men. What they're saying is, I don't want to be represented by these bad people, right? And I think women have a similar thing, which is when they see someone who they think is, you know, trashy or whatever, you know, crass or whatever it could be, 
um, week on a, on a movie, you know, damsel in distress or whatever, what they want to go is not all women. Like every woman seems to represent all women. Whereas I don't think every man represents all men. You know, they're just kind of like, well, that's that man who did that thing. No one's going to judge me by that guy. Um, whereas women have constantly felt if there's some woman out there doing that thing, I'm going to probably be judged by that as well. Um, which is why I think a lot of women went against the feminism thing there. I don't want to feel, I don't want to associate, I'm not causing a fuss. Don't lump me in with these women causing a fuss. And what's interesting is now men are doing the same thing. They're going like, don't lump me in with all these men doing all these bad things. And it's like, I think we need to, all of us need to stop doing that, which is going, let's recognize all these things going on. Because as soon as we start saying, oh, well, not me, not me. All you're doing is going, I don't want to talk about that thing. I don't want to be associated with that thing, um, which just means there can be no growth. There's no conversation. I love this. And I actually talked about this last week, Walnut, um, on episode 79. But um, I learned from Carrie, who's been on the podcast. We love her. She said something really interesting this week to me, not directly to me in a group setting. Um, awareness opens up the realm of choice. So the mm. moment that you think, and I always say to, to you and in, all the walnuts that are in, in this um, vortex, I always say, noticing is the best first step. So the fact that you are walking down the street and notice a thing, that's worth acknowledging and, and celebrating in yourself that you have done it. You don't need to go up to the man who's, um, you know, maybe set a comment and say, hey, did you know, blah, blah, blah. The fact that you noticed the conversation happening in the first place is a great place to start with all of this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. For, for men, do you mean for other men? I think even for, even for women, I think even, yeah. I think even when I was in the elevator by myself with a dude behind, like a step behind me, noticing that like, Oh, this is making me feel this way. Why? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's for, yeah, I, I guess for me, I would extend it out more to when it comes to observation like for women I feel like this is I don't know how to word it I almost feel like we don't have the luxury in, in your situation in the lift I wouldn't think you've got that much luxury of questioning yourself on that because then it's like what's unfortunate is it's going like well why am I, I shouldn't be silly it's fine I I realized I felt weird but actually for me I'm like that is annoyingly to this day is still the things that can be important you know like if you mean acknowledging it in the sense of being like I need a plan in case this turns then yes but but unfortunately I don't think it's a case of being like oh notice that you're being hypersensitive it's just a man in a lift we're not there yet where we can dismiss those feelings no, you I know? don't think it was being my acknowledgement wasn't hypersensitive I think it was no that this is how I'm feeling right now and it was that yeah. little alert so yeah I don't know maybe I no ah see I was about to say maybe I should have moved to teach the guy but no I shouldn't have and I didn't and I in that moment I was like I'm not I'm not going to so hmm. yeah well, maybe that's maybe that's the thing you know like um uh, one thing I found really interesting is there was this um challenge like not challenge because it sounds like it's TikTok or something but it was something to do with a few women in New York went notice that women tend to move out of the way kind of like turn their bodies if we're walking in a crowd 
you know, you scoot through the things, you walk to the side. And that's not like a protecting yourself thing. It's just actually a weird thing that women have started to do to basically take up the least space possible. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about that and I was like, really? I mean, I thought that was just being conscientious, you know, and I thought, but, but this was the noticing thing. So when I was, I'm walking in London, it'd be the same in Wellington. Wellington's quite good too, because it's very like, stay on the left side. Like people are very good walking down footpaths and things. And I did notice I'd be walking down a footpath and I, and I was um, on my own one time. And sometimes there was no one else, no one else on the footpath, but a guy walking towards me. And I was like, why are you walking in the middle of the footpath? And it's because they, without knowing, I'll move aside. And I didn't. And I got barged. I got barged unintended. It was not even a violent thing. It was that, that I basically, without realizing, I was like, I really wanted to like, it was like an experiment. I thought I would obviously move, but I kind of in my head thought, so does everyone. And I thought, I wonder what will happen. There's literally so much space. There's like meters and meters in front of us. And I thought, well, if I just keep going a straight line, surely he'll move. And he didn't. And then, you know, a lot of other times I'd be walking around and I'd be walking to a busy tube station and I'd see some other guys and they'd, you know, move aside, they'd shift to the side. And I'd be like, you know, that thing I was like, not all men. It's absolutely true. Not all men. But there were enough of them where I was like, one time I wasn't even doing the experiment. I was on my phone standing on the side by a building and a guy literally like brushed like within a hair's breadth of my face. And I was like, it's seven in the morning. There's all this space. How are you walking past me so closely? And I started thinking, oh my God, are we invisible? And then the next level was, I was literally telling my male friend that while we were both walking. And I said to him, I went, have you noticed I've had to shift my body like six times while we're walking and you haven't because people move out of your way and I have to move out of theirs. I was like, cause I don't want to keep getting shoulder barged. And I just thought, I just, I actually challenge people because I think it's so interesting because it's not like about chivalry. It's not like men should be diving out of the way of women, but it was that equality thing of being like, but I don't think they even, it's that thing of they don't even realize yeah. that women or, or smaller people as well in general, you know, just, just make way for them. Um, and, and so I found that really curious because it just kind of seemed it seemed backward to me. I thought, you know, especially big, tall men must be so used to having to sort of make themselves smaller because they take up so much room. And I started to wonder, I was like, obviously not everyone, but I started to wonder is, or do they just get used to people getting out of their way? So I just, I think it'd be an interesting one, men, women, whoever is listening, like when you're walking around, don't do what I did because it's not fun. Don't like actually get to the chicken point where you get shoulder barge. But, uh, but it is curious when you start, like this one thing that I read opened my eyes to something I didn't even know that essentially I was being oppressed by. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. not shuffled to the street. I'm not being, you know, burned as a witch, but I was weirdly making myself smaller without realizing it almost every day of my life. Mm, I've got goose. I just, um, I love this conversation. And I thank you so much, Kate, for carrying this. Um, conversation a lot more because like I said at the beginning and throughout I love how you word these things because the way that you've said these things really make me think so Walnut if you're listening I hope that this episode in particular has just made you think and have a little bit of an awareness and take on Kate's challenge and I hope that 
it just makes you think about things in a different way, at least. Um, but I think it's really important to, I want to hear your thoughts, Walnut. Kate and I want to hear from you. So after this episode, if you felt things and thought things, have a little walnutting and be brave and post in the group. I think we need to discuss this more. And the walnut tree is a perfect, safe little haven where we can have constructive talks like this. Like you heard in the episode earlier, Kate literally just called me out about my elevator. But it's in a safety, delicious way. Right, Kate? Like, I don't know. I feel like we just need to do this more as a sisterhood <laughs> but even as I, mean, a- I guess what I was just thinking is like I wanted to be curious about when you said you noticed it what that meant because and I think that's what's really interesting is like especially if anyone's listening is going I disagree with something really strongly please say why or what because I think like the the worst thing and this is where I think there are problems is the worst thing is thinking like you've never got anything more to learn so even though I I talk about how I feel about things like really confidently I absolutely know I don't know everything and everyone's different but I'm not afraid to have the conversation and I think a lot of people are scared and especially men which I do understand that they're going to get into a confrontational conversation or just be berated for their sex which they can't you know that's just the way it is and I think knowing that there is places there are ways to have the conversations I just I think I think is like it's good to know that there's a safe place and you know not a woman as well you might ask a woman like hey tell me your perspective of this and they might go fuck off and it's like (laughs) that could happen and all I would say is that like maybe that wasn't the day for her and and that's not great and women can be rude to men and it does happen and that sucks especially when you are just a nice guy you know trying to ask for directions or wanting to have a conversation it does suck but it sucks a lot less than the alternative that why that woman may be aggressive you don't know how much kind of stuff might have happened to get her to a point where it's easier for her to just go cut straight to fuck off Mm. um not an excuse but sometimes Times it just is it's a good thing to go I want to that's curious I wonder why that would be rather than just be angry or offended and, and things and so um I just say anything good or bad is always worth um yeah just asking and asking a question of your friend someone else later bring it up later don't let these things just fester you know and and having a good a good woman to chat to have a debate with is is really great for women for men for everyone yep I love it thank you so much Kate and thank you walnut for listening and just before we wrap up Kate I kind of don't want to ask you what being a walnut means to you because you've said it seven times but (laughs) I mean have you got a little um female woman empowerment walnutting last thing that you want to maybe say or um in relation to being brave yeah I guess I mean I I at this point now I almost like tying in the definition to whatever we've been talking about yeah and I would say that like sometimes being brave is going I don't understand this or I don't know and asking a question and being brave enough to be vulnerable and I really got to shout out some really good guy friends of mine and and actually relative strangers who we've just had a rapport who have said things, asked me questions like, 
why do women get annoyed when men ask them to smile? Or why, you know, why should I, I, I don't like that I'm worried about hugging someone in the workplace. And I would say being a walnut is being able to risk someone going fuck off sometimes. And, and you know, that's a shame. That's not, that's not going to help you. But um, be brave, ask the question, ask it earnestly, you know. And as a woman too, uh, in sense of being that walnut is, Lara, you're my best friend forever. And that means that if you say something that I think's kind of out of character or com confusing or sort of like just, you know, out of the blue for me, being a true friend is being able to go, why do you feel like that? Being a true friend isn't going, oh, well, she mustn't have, I, I, it doesn't matter why she said that because she's my friend, it, it kind of been bad. And I think that's, that's where a lot of, you know, men, women, everyone is going to get better with friendships because if they can start asking questions of friends in a safe way, you're walnutting and you're being a true friend because true friends know that they can ask the hard questions to have the hard conversations and still come out the other side and have a wine and still be the best friends ever. So that's not really an answer to your question. Sorry, it is, but it is. it's beautiful. Being a walnut is earnestly asking why I think in, in a, in a small summary um in a, in a walnut shell <laughs> <laughs> being a walnut is earnestly asking why i love that so walnut again um if you like this episode um please share and tag me at walnut wednesday kate is at miss k bromley on the instagrams um like share rate it's on the youtubes now as well um all the links are everywhere but please join the walnut tree and let's have a discussion i think Let's just talk a little bit more about things like this. And it, like Kate said, if you disagree, if you kind of agree, if you just want to ask why, let's talk about this more. So thank you, Walnut, for your time and for being here and for listening to us. And Kate, you're my busy friend and I love you and I appreciate your time. And again, thank you for holding this talk with your words that make more sense um, and open up those doors and those questions for the for the Walnuts of, of our collective. because. Um, it's amazing. You have a, a gift of the gab and in a, in a really constructive way as well. So thank you for your time and for being here again for episode fucking 80. And thank I love you so much. I love you. Thank you. No, it's always great. And you know, I, this kind of stuff I really love talking about because I just think it's, um, it's an interesting time. It's blurry. It's crazy. And we should be asking questions because we don't all know what's going on. So Thanks for letting me uh, pontificate and I hope I didn't seem too preachy. Preach away, baby. Anyway, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next week. Happy Walnut Wednesday and have a good one. <laughs>